Earlier this week, we got news that the TTC was set to hike its fares uh, once again. This is the ninth time, the ninth time since 2009 that we're seeing a fare increase for public transit in the city. Critics, of course, arguing it continues to put affordable transit out of reach for many. Meanwhile, in Kansas City... They're actually set to offer free public transit. That's right. They're not increasing the affairs. They're eliminating them, getting rid of them. Robbie uh, Mackinnon is the president and CEO of the Kansas City uh, Area Transportation Authority, and he's been kind enough to join us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Robbie, good afternoon. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Uh, just first of all, uh, how tough was it to uh, get decision makers to green light this, to vote yes on so-called free transit there in Kansas City? Well, sir, it's not tough if you can wrap everybody's mind around the fact that uh, people and citizens are the priority and not inanimate objects going up and down the street. Uh, when we all decided once and for all that making people a priority was what we were going to do, it, it became easy from there. My, our Mayor Quinn Lucas and our city council, we are blessed uh, because they have decided to do that and understand that the barriers that are in place now for uh, folks, if you take down those barriers, not only does it have a social impact, but an economic impact. Now, the thought is, uh, I'm guessing, is that this will, uh, free public transit, no fare, uh, this will incentivize people to use and take public transit uh, more often, leave their cars at home? Well, yes, sir. But, uh, you know, to me, ridership is a byproduct. Okay, everybody wants to judge everything on ridership. Ridership is a byproduct. Uh, if you have a system that, that allows access options and opportunity, the, the ridership will come. So you first got to break down those barriers, and that's what we're trying to do here. So all we're saying is that, you know, our, our fare is $1.50. If you take that $1.50, it'll do a lot more good outside of the fare box than in the fare box. If I get it, what are we going to do? We're going to... Uh, you know, get some more 10-top tables at a chamber dinner, buy more Post-it notes, whatever. Outside of the fare box, we had our local university do a impact study and found out that our $8 million, which is, by the way, less than 10% of our total budget, is is fare box revenue. But by taking that $8 million and putting it back into the community, it's going to generate 15 to $17 million of economic activity, 100 new jobs, uh, six to $700,000 in sales tax. Uh, so the point of the matter is, is if you take that to any economic development council or economic development folks and say, hey, I had a company that wants to come into Kansas City and they will give us this, well, they would throw all kinds of incentives at that company. What we're saying is we can get that now by making fare zero. So you've got to separate. I, well, I think what the problem has been with transit agencies is they want to sit out on an island when they actually need to be woven into the community fabric and become a part of the solution rather than just sitting out there trying to pretend like we're in the profit business. Okay, but you forgo $8 million in fares that you were previously getting, and like any business, I mean, you, you can't go without it. If you're down $8 million, you've got to make that up somehow, no? Right, and that's where the city comes in. And so when they look at the incentives that they put out for, uh, you know, parking garages and or uh, other things like that, when you can get more efficient with the fact that out of that $8 million, it costs me almost a million dollars to collect it. Okay, when you talk about an incident where one of our operators, uh, 85, 90% of anything that happens incident-wise on one of our vehicles is over $1.50. It's a fare box dispute. So I argue that you take the $1.50 off the bus, 
the the system is more efficient. It's faster. It makes my operators safer because they are no longer the focus of an incident. They're a bystander if one does happen. And so you win not only on a safety level, but on an economic level, too. And our city is trying to make up that difference. And the efficiencies, like I said, about people, uh, about what we have to, you know, uh, what we're paying incentives, the fact that I uh, uh, paid $600,000 for permit fees to put in Prospect Max to the city. You know, if you can just look at that stuff and dig a little deeper rather than just, robbing this to pay that, uh, we can come up with those solutions. All right. Is there a fear at all that the system's going to kind of collapse into or onto itself? Because I think the big concern, say, in a city like Toronto is that we've got to unionize workforce on the TTC. These are people with collective agreements and uh, wages and raises that need to be paid and that uh, it's unsustainable if, if we don't have this uh, fair. And as uh, you might have heard in my introduction there, we're raising the fair for the ninth time since 2009. Well, I look at uh, I look at public transportation as uh, folks want to look at it like a utility, right? Maybe uh, to where they're going. Okay, like the water department, whatever. Do you raise their rates? Why can't we raise ours? I look at it the total opposite. I look at it like the fire department and/or uh, library. Do you pay to go in a library? Do you pay for that? No, you don't. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, folks get taxed twice. They pay their taxes, then they got to pay to get on the bus. They're getting taxed twice. That's not a good thing, okay? So uh, the fact of the matter is this isn't just some blind guy. By the way, I'm visually uh, impaired, and I lost my vision about seven years ago. But uh, this isn't just some blind guy flipping a switch saying, hey, we're going to make everything free. For the past three years, we have systematically and methodically went in this direction. We made transit zero fare for all of our veterans uh, in, in the region. And we're the only ones to do it in the nation. 2.3 million rides. We made transit zero fare for our high school kids. And they told us not to do it, right? Oh, but, oh my gosh, you're going to have, oh, my God, homeless, cats living with dogs, mass hysteria, right? Uh, uh, society as we know it's going to break down. It didn't. We just made Prospect Max, which is one of our 10-mile bus rapid transit routes, free uh, last Monday. 27,000 rides, free rides already. I rode that route for about three hours the other day, and society didn't break down. People actually were grateful, thanking the operator, and it's making a difference. So this is something, in other words, you've kind of phased in uh, over time? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And we were able to prove uh, what the value has been, and then along with, uh, you know, with the financial impact study and that, we had data to back it up. All right. So what are, uh, by the way, uh, Robbie, some of the other benefits other than incentivizing people to use public transit more? What do you think uh, is going to be some of the big wins for Kansas City? Well, the big win is you're taking that $1.50 uh, out of the fare box, okay? You're putting it back in somebody's pocket. And if you've got somebody that uh, that is in need, a single mom with a couple of kids who's used to paying uh, that money for public transit, and you're, you're putting fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars back in their pocket every year. Where's that money going to go? It's not going to leave the state. It's going to go right back into buying food or buying uh, a pair of shoes, or uh, hopefully, you know, a child doesn't have to eat a cheese sandwich because they their debt, their lunch debt is too high in one of the schools. You get what I'm saying? It's there's a huge difference, and and it's about the fact that we as a transit agency, what I tell my folks here is. You, you affect more people's lives than most people get to do in a lifetime. And that's your job. Your job is to help people. You're not in the profit business. Your job is to help people. 
And transit is that one thing, sir. It's that one thing that connects everything, health care, job access, education, whatever that may be. Uh, transit is a part of that. What we've done is over the last 30, 50 years is, is we gave up on the infrastructure and, and public transit in lieu of roads and cars when we should have went the other way, okay, because public transit is that one thing that connects all that. And it should no longer be an afterthought. It should actually be an incentive. Joined by Robbie McEnden. He is the head of the Kansas City Area Transportation Authority. They're getting set in 2020, Kansas City is, to implement uh, free public transit uh, for all. Uh, Robbie, wondering if uh, you've been looking at other cities or jurisdictions who have implemented this uh, in the past. I mean, we're kind of looking, I think, uh, from a Toronto perspective uh, at you guys and what you're about to embark on. Uh, have you learned anything for, from other cities? Well, you know, I, I know like Austin and, and Texas and Denver and others have tried this in the past, and then they stopped by, because, oh, my gosh, you know, uh, uh, the young kids were getting on the bus and they were doing this, and, oh, my gosh, safety this, safety that. Well, that was, uh, I guess, a long time ago, but that's not the way it has worked here. We have, like I said, methodically and slowly and strategically been kind of putting this out there to see how it will work and be able to address the issues and the problems as they come up. Here's another part. I don't want to put... You know, I, I, people want to throw money at, at, at more enforcement uh, uh, to collect fares, okay? That's a big I, problem in this city. Oh, my gosh, it's ridiculous. I, I, why are you throwing that money away? Okay, well, I don't want to get anybody upset, but it's just, I just don't understand that, okay? Because the people you're trying to help the most are the ones now that you're trying to, to, to enforce uh, enforce that policy on. So taking it off from all 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 sides of it, from a safety issue, from a, a economic development issue, uh, from a social issue, uh, it's just the, it's the right thing to do. All right. How will you know, uh, Robbie, what is your measurables? Do you have a measurable when it comes to this? How will you know whether or not free transit for all in Kansas City is a success? Well, we'll know by the ridership. Uh, we'll know by uh, sales tax. And, you know, we obviously track sales tax, and we would know if there was a bump in that. Uh, like uh, we would know uh, from the ridership, and we would know from folks, okay? Um, uh, we really want to get involved here with our community, not be in some building and be inaccessible. Uh, and again, like I said, getting interwoven into the fabric of the community has made all the difference in the world. I don't want to put a bunch of police on a bus when I don't need to. What we've done is work with our community partners and like our uh, mental health service providers and whatever. Since they're going to get zero fare, what they're giving back is like outreach teams that can actually get on a vehicle. So you've got operators plus you've got members of the the social service com community on the vehicle that can pass out resources, that can spot things. Why don't we look at it that way instead of trying to t turn one of our vehicles into some kind of fortress? Yeah, is there any doubt in your mind at all, Robbie, that this uh, free transit, uh, no fair transit, is going to be a success? You know, everybody wants to say, and you asked me earlier about, uh, well, did you look at best practice? What is wrong with being the best practice? Okay, why can't we strive to be the best practice? And, and what transit agencies, in my opinion, do is they're scared to fail. All right, they're scared to try stuff because, oh my gosh, I don't want to fail. If you don't do, change comes at the end of your comfort zone. That's where innovation is. That's where progress is. And if you won't go to the end of your comfort zone, then you're going to be, end up being the best blockbuster ever, the best buggy whip company ever. You know what I mean? We've got we to think about public transit for the next 50 years, not the last 50.
So uh, would you suggest that maybe the head of the TTC here or who's ever in charge of public transit, whatever city, they've really got to push uh, decision makers, lawmakers, the politicians out of their comfort zone to get something like this done? Well, what I would suggest is that uh, as a transit agency, every transit agency has got to be innovative. Okay, you can't just sit back and do things the same old way. You've always done it. You've got to be innovative. You've got to be uh, willing to step out and try things. And if it doesn't work like we do here, you tweak it a little bit and try it again. Uh, and that's that's the way to move forward. Fascinating stuff. We will be watching with interest as you move forward there in Kansas City. Uh, Robbie Mackinnon, head of the Kansas City Area Transportation Authority. Robbie, I really appreciate your time with us this afternoon. Hey, call me anytime. Thank you very much, sir. You got it.